The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm New York sex columnist Maureen O'Connor, and with me today in studio are two guests whom regular listeners will likely remember. We've got Vogue.com sex columnist Carly Sherotino, whom you last heard discussing elite dating app Raya and having a crush on her gynecologist. Hey, Carly. <laughs> My claim to fame. Yes. And we are also joined by the intrepid writer who attended an elite orgy in the Hamptons and lived to tell the tale, Jenna Sowers. Hi, Jenna. Hi, thanks for having me back. So after wrapping both of those episodes, I found out that Carly and Jenna are, in fact, best friends, which made them the perfect guests for discussing a topic I have long wanted to discuss, which is the rules of engagement for interacting with or ignoring or destroying your best friends, boyfriends, exes, crushes, dates, all of it, the so-called girl code or bro code included. And since Carly and Jenna are here as a pair of besties, I figured I'd invite the bestie with whom I have swapped more men than anyone else. (laughs) Her name is Juliet Thompson, and like me, she has neither boundaries nor filter. Welcome, Juliet. Thank you. So, let's get started. Carly and Jenna, do you guys have any exes in common? I thought about this question last night. Oh, we do. We kind of do. Yeah. At first I thought we didn't, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Like a hookup or a... Well, I don't think this person could be considered either our ex. We both dated them probably for a couple of months. Did you guys compare notes? Yeah. Uh, in did. my case, it was less than a couple months, but more like a couple weeks. But it was the first girl Jenna ever dated. <gasps> oh, I love that. So you had to compare notes then if it was the first girl you'd ever dated. Yeah. Well, although I met her and thought she was really beautiful and kind of became obsessed with her without knowing that Kali... And her had ever been involved. Uh, oh. It was actually during during the time that I was in grad school. So I was living primarily in Iowa City and just coming to New York like over winter break and mm-hmm. spring break and summer break and any time that I could get out of Iowa City. <laughs> so there was a lot of life happening in all of my friends' lives that I wasn't privy to. And I think Holly and this woman dated during a time that I was out of town, and I just, I never knew about it. And then later you met her and dated her? Yes. I met her at a New Year's Eve party, and I thought she was really cute. And um, No overlap, which I think yeah. is important. I think, though— Definitely. No overlap is important. This was not weird at all and didn't feel like girl code was even yeah. a factor because it wasn't someone that either of us were in love with, and I think that that's what changes things. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, anyway. It also points out the flaw in girl code, which is the assumption that it's like girls versus boys, which, in fact, it really isn't necessarily. Although, do you guys believe in that sort of quote-unquote girl code, that idea that you don't go for your friend's exes, you, like, hands Uh, off? Clearly, we don't. Yeah, clearly, Gillette and I don't. (laughs) We have no boundaries. You prefer to share. So, you know what? On two occasions, I've hooked up with guys solely because one time it was that I just wanted to increase the number of people that Gillette and I had both, like— (laughs) <laughs> whatever because it's just like it's funny and it's just like the funniest thing because I was like I don't know if I want to do this and I was like, this is going to be so fucking funny when I tell Juliet tomorrow I was like fuck yeah let's do this <laughs> but um, another time there was a guy who I just Juliet introduced me to and I just straight rejected him and I didn't even know that you'd ever hooked up with him until finally after me being like no way Juliet goes alright Maureen you just need to know something he has the best dick do you not want to talk about this? No, no, it's uh, totally fine. like, she has the absolute <laughs> best dick. And then I was divided because part of me was like, I believe girls taste in dick. I want to see. But then part of me was almost hoping it was going to be a bad dick. So I could be like, ha ha, <laughs> I've got know. higher standard in dick than you do. <laughs> but in fact, it was a fucking great dick. And I dated that guy for a bit. 
It's true. <laughs> I, I don't lie about dick. No, and then now that I know that, now I'm really going to go for whatever you say because that was actually, like, the best dick. Well, describe it because I need to know how <laughs> yeah. good it was. I it want was, details. I'm not kidding. It was, like, more than 10 inches because I once made him. It was big. That's a weapon. Straight. Jesus gra- Christ. I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm a petite lady. <laughs> Juliet's, like, 5'2 or something. <laughs> I don't 11. know how the hell this works. But <laughs> I have no idea either. That was the moment that you're like, my God, I don't know what my body's doing, but somehow it's working out. So... Wow, this got real specific. That sounds terrifying to me. I would never want to sleep with someone who had a 10-inch dick ever in my life. I didn't think I did until I did. (laughs) But anyways, so we obviously don't believe in girl code. I don't think so. No, although there are times when, like, there was one time I dated a guy, and you're like, Maureen, it's too real, because do you remember that one guy who made you cry? Oh, right. Wait, did you actually go on a date with him? Yeah, I went on one date with him. I told oh my you God, that, right? You didn't tell me that. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I told you that we matched on Tinder, and then I like did end up getting a drink with him. I did not know. But that. then you were like, absolutely not. Like, he was just so mean don't to do me. it, Maureen. Like and then Springer. I didn't. <laughs> this is. You guys had no idea what you were getting involved. With. Yeah, I know. We're oh about to have a fight. <laughs> no, but then actually, like, I actually really thought about that because I know I think it's that like I like talked to him and then we like had a drink and he was in the neighborhood and blah 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 blah. And then I thought it's about really it and then fun. it was afterwards that I talked to you and you're like, like, actually, can this be the one who you don't? Yeah. And then I took that seriously and I was like, all right. So we respect each other's boundaries. Yeah. It's like you're in an open relationship. <laughs> we are. Where yeah. you actually set boundaries and rules, right? And you say. You're allowed to do this. You're allowed to sleep with people I sleep with unless I say no. explicitly no. Instead to say no, yeah. and then you have to respect that boundary. Totally. And I agree with that. I think because you respected that. And yeah. I think you've told me people to stay away from. But sometimes I'm like, I, I keep doing it. Well, that's only like for your own good. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been that I'm like, you can't touch that man because he's mine. Have you guys ever? So I often wonder about this. What do you think about friends when, say, like, you're out with friends and it's the, that weird moment of, like, which person is this person going for? Let's divvy it up. Who's going to go for that guy? Are you guys just, like, not as, like, predatory as we are? Is that what we're discovering? <laughs> we, <yeah. laughs> oh, I don't know. God. I don't know either. Does that ever come into conflict? I feel like we're the exact opposite, though, Marine. Like, you are types guys, are so different. You like the same. No, you don't, obviously. No, if you're not the same guys, you have the same exact taste in guys. No, we absolutely don't. I think. I mean, there's just been four instances, I think. Wait, four? <laughs> I think so. Oh, my God, you're right. How <laughs> many guys have you slept with that are the same? Four. Four. Five? I don't that's think we literally fucked. Yeah, that's way more overlap than we have. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> it, I think it's unusual for people to have that many in common with their friends. Yeah. I Maybe? don't think, you know what know. it is, is that we fall in love with different men. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, in terms of just like sleep, like hookups and like having fun, I think we both we have a similar, <laughs> we have a sim- yeah, okay, either A, we're sluts, or B, I think we have a really similar understanding of what constitutes a fun weekend. Right. So, and thus, there is a certain amount of overlap mm-hmm. in terms of just sort of like fun times, whatnot, but I don't think that there would be boyfriend overlap between us. Yeah, 100%. Because we have a really different taste that way. But what is the boundary then? So in terms of girl code, can yeah. you sleep with someone that your friend dated seriously? You know what? I think Juliet's unique that way because I think I have a lot of other friends that I would never, ever touch anyone they'd even had a crush on sometimes. Like, I think it depends on your friendship. Like you said, like that weird sort of open relationship boundary that each relationship requires. That there are some friends who I think I just know that this girl had a crush on someone. And even if he never knew her name, it's going to be... Unpleasant for our friendship if I go for that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thus it varies. Can you really stop yourself from doing that, though? I I don't know. If you you meet someone and really like them and have a connection, 
I don't know. I mean, no, just knowing what that's like as a human being and, and how yeah. rare that can be, I have a really hard time asking somebody else to deny themselves that opportunity, you know, yeah. at least to see where it goes. I don't know. I think I'm pretty pretty much going to make the anti-girl code, anti-bro uh-huh. code, like bro code does not exist yeah. sort of case. I think depending on the situation, depending on the person, depending on the relationship, depending on the friendship, depending on time, depending on the weather, you know, whatever, <laughs> there can be a lot of reasons why you would or wouldn't choose to pursue somebody romantically. Yeah. Um, but you think past entanglements is probably low on that list? I mean, I can think of lots of reasons why a person who... A friend has dated might happen to be an inappropriate person to pursue romantically, but just the fact that a friend has dated them, I don't think is sufficient in itself. There are factors to do with that person as an individual that might put them totally off the table, but their status as a friend's ex or friend's crush or former crush or whatever, I don't think for me. But what if it's like your one best friend? I mean, I've had that happen. Yeah. And did it did it change the friendship? Uh, I mean, inevitably, yes. But like, we're all adults. And that story is yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> tell us the story. It. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah. I was in a very long relationship for most of my 20s. Uh, mm-hmm. It culminated in an engagement and then a broken oh, wow. engagement. How, like, was it full on like rings announced to all your friends and then undo? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 100%. That must be a really hard phone call. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank God we weren't planning a wedding. Um, Okay. So there's at least not as many, like, vendors to to pay them. Oh, my God. You're only calling people who love you. You're calling the DJ. Like, hey, hey. (laughs) Sorry. But, But yeah, you know, it was, we were living together, and it was a pretty upsetting breakup Mm -hmm. at the time. And... A few months later, I would say maybe three or four months later, I started to get the feeling that one of one of my female friends, um, a woman who I just adore and I'm pretty close to, I just started to get the sense that there might be something going on between her and, and my then ex. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it was something like, Well, I remember what it was, actually. I remember we went out for dinner, her and I, and we were talking about stuff. And my ex's name came up and he was traveling at that point. He was out of out of New York. And I I think it came up because I was talking about some kind of like breakup related thing that I needed him to be physically in town in order to do like some document to sign or some, yeah. you know, something to do with our joint bank account or or whatever. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, the bureaucratic. I feel like a joint bank account this. by the way for all the like <laughs> what institution needs to recognize that you're a real couple. Marriage is an institution that yeah. I like respect yeah. less than the idea of a joint, joint bank, bank account. account. Yeah, like, that that's the most serious real. thing that you could do in a relationship. It yeah. was actually actually sitting in front of this is a different story but sitting <laughs> down in front of that bank manager and like officially closing the joint account that we'd used for common expenses was definitely like the most traumatic part of that whole breakup. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I was I was like, oh, you know, so-and-so's out of town until I don't even know when he's out of town. And my friend looked at me and said, I think it's the 24th. Okay. And I was like, and you're like, uh, <laughs> and it just it cool. to keep it on the DL. <laughs> she obviously wanted you to know, bitch. Like, well, like, I I I don't know. Maybe she did want me to know, or maybe she just couldn't help herself. I, I mean, Freudian slip. It, I think it just slipped out, but I didn't think anything of it at the time, but I went mm-hmm. home that night and I was like, wait, how come she knows what day he gets back? And then I started thinking back about 
some of our other interactions and just the way that she had talked about him. And I I started to think that maybe there was something going on there. Did you? And, and it turns out that there was a couple, maybe about a month or so later, they sort of officially told me. That How did that go? Dating. How did you feel? I mean, the thing, I think the reason that the sort of girl code thing, the wisdom is that the times when that, I think maybe there was like one story in my mind that is much smaller than that. But the one thing that bothered me with that, like a very close friend had been dating my ex, Mm -hmm. is that all of a sudden when they finally told me, I sort of felt foolish in a way. Or I felt like that feeling of you're like, is everyone talking about me and I don't know, you know? Sorry, not to like undermine how you feel. But I mean, I don't know. How did you feel about that? How did you deal with it? To be honest, it it kind of threw me. I mean, I had a lot of feelings. It triggered a lot of like insecurities about, you know, is he processing the breakup faster than I am? And yeah. like, is he already over me to the extent that he's now seriously dating someone else, that he's capable of seriously dating someone else already? Like, how long is it? You know, did five years mean nothing? You know. But did you have uh, conflicted feelings about her or just the idea of him dating? Like, is it well, her in particular or? Right, because often we demonize yeah. the woman, right? Rather than yeah. the Then partner. it's your friend and you're kind of like, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, the fact that it was my friend meant that it was absolutely impossible to demonize her. You know, really? I, I would quickly be I like, know, I'm like oh, I know, you're please. such a nice person. Is yeah. what I'm no. also discovering. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I've been on both sides of this. Uh-huh. Uh, I've also dated. I mean, I don't think I've maybe not to the extent that I, uh, you know, I haven't dated a friend's ex who they were like living with and engaged to. Mm-hmm. But, but I've dated friends' exes, including some some who those friends would probably classify as like serious exes. And I've also had friends date my exes, including serious exes. And I just feel like, yes, those situations can trigger a lot of feelings. And it's kind of your job to deal with that as as an adult. Are you still friends with this girl? Yeah. And so do you see your ex too? No, actually they didn't, the relationship between them didn't end up lasting. Uh Um, But, you know, they dated, they dated for a not insignificant period of time. Do you talk about him or? You know, I'm proud to say that we remain friends throughout, but, but our relationship did change when they were dating. I mean, for one thing, like I, was like, okay, you're going to do this thing. You believe that there could be something there, and I think that's great. I'm going to get the hell out of your way so you can explore that without the specter of, like, the X hanging mm-hmm. over you because that guy, that seems awful. And so, you know, I gave her, like, a pretty significant degree of space um, while she and him were dating. But as their relationship kind of grew into whatever it was whatever it was becoming in my absence, we did start to talk more and hang out more. Just, you know, we wouldn't really talk about yeah that. We had like one big conversation about that towards the beginning of their relationship where we kind of got like all of our feelings out on the table and we both cried a lot and it was really embarrassing and it was at one of my favorite bars in, in Manhattan. And, and then you're uh, like, I can never go to this bar again. Yeah. <laughs> this is the bar of well, tears. <laughs> Actually, I think they've seen me cry there a lot. So, uh, you <laughs> know, kind of like you have your designated bar that you're like, this is the bar where I go for sloppy makeouts. This is the bar where I go to cry. <laughs> this is the bar where I go for emotional crises <laughs> and drinking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we had we had like one crazy night where we just got all of we said everything possible that it was possible to say in that situation, and then we didn't really talk about her and him dating for the rest of their relationship. But we did get to a point where we could we could hang out like. Pretty much as regularly as we had. 
it's so hard because these are all such like gender terms of like the hose mm-hmm. before bros or bros before hose whatnot that there was I mean when I think about it the one time I got really pissed at a girl who was like my very best friend not Julia this is a different <laughs> friend from a different era I got really really mad because she started dating and like she had like some very significant like moments in relationship with a guy that I had like was very significant in my early you know adulthood and it was a feeling that all of a sudden that I was like you've chosen to make the relationship more important than me because we Mm -hmm. can't have the same friendship if he's going to be your boyfriend right now in a way that when I look back I think it was very sort of immature of me and I was also younger this when I was like Mm -hmm. in my early 20s but I was really emotional about it because she'd been my best friend as I was like becoming an adult. And I was like, oh, my God, it was the moment when actually the boyfriend was actually more important than the best friend because yeah. that was going to be her primary relationship if mm-hmm. we couldn't be the say everything to each other anymore. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's a fact of life. I mean, the average age of losing your virginity or, or that's a stupid term, but the average age of sexual maturity mm-hmm. or sexual initiation in the U.S., however you define that, is is hovering around 16, 17 now. The average age of marriage is, what, 27, 28? That's a good decade plus on average, and a lot of people spend a lot longer than that, especially in New York City, of dating and relationships and I'd in between flames. I'd also say that New York is a, a much smaller pool of people. Somehow. Smaller like, and bigger at the same time. Yeah. Smaller, smaller, I don't know. Like, I just spent three years living in a legit small town. I'm, I'm not. I mean, New York I get feels it, small sometimes, but, but that's circles. only because you haven't been somewhere. Oh. Where literally, you can't walk down the street. No, no, no. I've lived seeing. in a place with like 400 people. But okay. there's, <laughs> then, then you know. uh, there's this thing here, though, where we're all sort of connected to somebody because we all work in a certain field yeah. or whatever. And Somewhere down the line, Marina and I will have some sort of similarities because we hang out at the same places and there's going to be that guy. I mean, we're so different, which I that always cracks me up. I'm like really aggressive, kind of bitchy, like not flirty at all. Have big tits. And Marina's like, (laughs) like so flirty and like walks in and like we're just the most different humans ever. And then yet we have these similar commonalities, which I'm like, what were those guys yeah. thinking? <laughs> like, do they even know their type? Do they even know what they like? Or are they just like, whatever? Do they even realize that you're friends? I, I mean, mean <laughs> maybe not. Maybe some people are in it. for some surprises if they listen to this one. <laughs> hey, we're friends, guys. I don't know. I what, know. Do you, what do you think about the, the friends ex dilemma, Carly? You seemed less forgiving than Jenna was while she was telling that story. I do think I'm less forgiving. I think for serious exes, it's different than people yeah. that you've slept with. Because especially yeah. if you're in a, quote, sexually progressive group of people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you self-define as a slut, as you just did before, <laughs> um, oh, myself included. Like, if you're sleeping with a lot of people, I hate the idea that people feel like they can claim ownership of Over, people because they right. slept with someone. That, I think, is yeah. crazy. Yes. It's totally. so insecure. It's like you just slept That's with someone. Bonkers. A couple times three years ago, and now you own them forever. And like, I was like, like no. I shook his hand. You can never shake his hand, Carly. Yeah. You looked at him. That to me is ridiculous. And I feel like I'm pretty liberal in terms of um, allowing people to overlap sexually with everyone I've ever slept with without anger, unless it's a serious ex. But recently, I got in a really 
bad fight with a friend of mine because she started sleeping with two different times people that I was sleeping with at that current moment. Well, yeah, that's, that's that, a little intense. That's yeah. So you're, like, you're having like a like really slow motion orgy together or something? <laughs> what is this <laughs> like, like in parallel? Phase delayed orgy. I know, it's like, like a, what are those, a progressive dinner or something? <laughs> yeah, and that to me felt like I was like, okay, there needs to be a line somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that feels fair. And what happened was it was we were having this insane sort of like friend crush moment. We were where mm-hmm. you know when you're third like you're a teenager and you spent you suddenly start spending all your time with them yeah. and you're like, let's start working together and we were writing something together and we were traveling together and then we started sleeping with people together because that was funny. You know, it was yeah. almost like with you guys with the how much over oh, dick overlap can we have or whatever. It was just kind of like <laughs> for the record, Juliet will never ever have a three way with Absolutely me or not. anyone. But I fucking tried. That girl's not doing it. Maybe FYI. Not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but we can do a really slow motion orgy if you want to sleep with not. someone the day after me. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. So it's that you have that intense enmeshing right. with this person. So it, I understand that we had already crossed some boundaries there because we would have. So there was a couple people that we'd had threesomes with. And then I had been sleeping with this guy for about a year, like not like totally casually. We we're never going to date. But he was like my constant hookup. He was like the guy right. that I would hook up with. Yeah. And um, then I. She came once and we had a threesome and it was fun. And then afterwards, tell me if you think this is okay. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, she found him on Facebook. No. <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> that's, Not the, right. that's the first mistake. <gasps> found him on Facebook and asked him out on Facebook message without me knowing. And then like when they're out on this date, she texts me from the date. Being no. Like, Just so you know, I hope this is okay. I'm out with blah, blah, blah. And, you know, basically after the date when they were about to go back to his house, she like weirdly got guilty, I guess, and wanted to ask for my permission. I was like, obviously she did it behind my back because she would have just asked me for his phone number. Right. And then I think he thought that I knew because we were best friends and I was like, it's chill. And then I basically lost it. And it was like the second time that she had been sleeping with someone that I was sleeping with. And then we met up for dinner to like, quote, talk about it. But I had, like, a breakdown, and I literally screamed at, like, the Sanderdees Village in front of a ton of people, you're a desperate loser who can only get laid if I pimp you out, or something like that. I can't even remember. <laughs> Which Whoa. is amazing. <laughs> so you're not friends anymore. Don't get Colleen yeah. mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I will go. I go in. I go deep. I cut deep. Uh, yeah, so we've got the crying bar, and now we've got the kill a bitch bar. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. We didn't speak for months after that. No, we are, we are definitely friends yeah. now, but it it's broke changed, our intense BFF lifestyle. Yeah. I think the key there is she did something that you perceived as going behind your back, and, and maybe rightfully so. And it's not that she needed to ask your permission, perhaps, but she certainly could have asked your blessing. I think in that case, when it's like your standard hookup guy, like whether you're in love with him or not, like when it's it's still your standard hookup guy, it's like an anchor in your life in some way. It's like your mechanic or your. If you were to me, the way I think of it is like if Juliet wanted to like move into my apartment building, I think she'd be like, is this weird before she did it? Good analogy. And as much as it's like, yes, she's within her rights to buy to move into whatever property she wants to. But it just be it is weird because when you have one of those sort of boundaryless friendships it is very bizarre to find the boundary that actually like wait there it is yeah there's also Mm. something to be said for like dl like yeah that's the weird part like the dishonesty or just like not lying outright but lying by omission and just not talking about it and then finding the guy on facebook and just not saying hey by Mm. the way like i went connected with him true 
I was almost even thinking, like, is there something to be said for, okay, so say you want to sleep with your friend's ex, but you know you're not really going to date them, but you mm-hmm. guys, like, flirted a couple times and you just want to fuck, like, once or twice. No one can fucking have sex with anyone anywhere without posting them on the internet or, like, <laughs> telling everyone. It's like, maybe you should just go sleep with that person twice and, and literally anyone. not tell anyone. I do think move there on. is, as much as... I don't think people should be dishonest with one another. There is something to be said for every now and then. I'm like, you just want to have an affair. Like, just yeah. do it and don't involve me, you know? <laughs> yeah, and don't post about it on internet. Like, that's, you don't Instagram that person. This is really ironic coming from us, given, like, two people that, like, our careers are about talking about sex on the internet. But I do believe that there is, like, perhaps because it's part of my career, like, I think a lot about where the boundary is and mm-hmm. at what point who you do and don't talk about in public or to whom yeah whose story are you telling who who owns that and uh who is consulted and how and where information is shared including information that could be potentially identifying i don't know i think i'm kind of the opposite of you kali i mean were you just (laughs) implying that you wouldn't have minded if this girl had slept with your regular hookup and not asked you for permission in that kind of half-assed way, like almost after the fact? You would have rather she just kept it to herself and you never found out? I think if she had slept with him once and I'd never found out and it was it, I obviously wouldn't be mad because I do genuinely believe what people don't know won't hurt them. But this particular person is incapable of keeping anything a secret at all so that isn't even it doesn't even feel like it could be a hypothetical about that person yeah see i'm the opposite because i always find out yes i doubt i always find out and i also i also tend to believe and I, i believe this genuinely that like when you are in any kind of relationship you know a a multi-year complicated friendship or or a long romantic relationship i mean there may be areas of silence between you two and Certainly everybody, you know, deserves their privacy and to maintain their sense of discretion and whatever. But like if there are actually things that you are concealing from your partner, like secrets that you're keeping, it has a way of alienating the sense of love and and friendship and and, uh, the openness between you guys. Secrets are kind of inimical to that attitude of friendship. So, I mean, maybe you would never have found out. But would she have, you know, she would have always known and she would have always known that she had deceived you in some way. And I wonder if you guys would have been able to continue being friends in the same way that you were before. So I I don't know. I would rather that my friends just tell me things and be upfront about stuff. But I also feel like there's so many dudes to bone in this world. If all you want is like a (laughs) one night stand, you you can find... Yeah. I don't know if maybe I'm overly optimistic here, but like, the thing is, like, <laughs> you're you, the most optimistic. Yeah, okay, I am. I'm overly optimistic about all these things. But, like, it is one thing if, like, a guy, you know, someone meets him and you're like, I think we might truly, truly be, like, soulmates. And as much as I, like, sort of don't believe in that concept, I can, like, respect mm-hmm. if that's, like, deeply important to someone. Sure. Someone's just like, I just really want to fuck the guy who you've been fucking for several months now. I'm like, find another one. True. Yeah, you're, maybe you're right. Yeah. Half of the city is them. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've cultivated this one for a year. It's almost like, yeah, another, exactly. it's like another reporter asking for your sauces. It's like, no, get your own. <laughs> I've got this guy. Did you think I was born yesterday? I do hate that, actually. Like, let me open my notebook and give you their numbers. Here's another question when it comes to dealing with your friends' relationships. How important, or do you think it's important to, say, tell a friend if you see her boyfriend being sleazy behind her back or her ex having a new Mm. girlfriend, that kind of thing. Do you think that, like, you sort of 
you owe a certain level of spying honesty to your friends, too? I think yes. Yeah? I think you have to have each other's backs in that way. Uh, depending on, and this is the important caveat, depending on the preference of the person Yeah, if she's like, I never want to know about his life again. Yeah, if she's like, I just want to forget that my ex exists, and you see him out doing something completely insane, you can't mention it, if that's her stated preference. But except in that situation, yeah, we owe it to each other, to the people we care about, to kind of like... What if you're friends with both halves of the couple? That's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And of course, there are always situations like, say you see your friend's partner out with another person, you know, you don't, you may not, there may be something going on that you're not aware of. Like, maybe... It's his uh, sister. Yeah. Or or maybe they're in an open relationship and they just aren't very upfront about it. That's that's what I always wonder is that there are times when you want to be like, oh my gosh, I'm stepping out. And sometimes she's like, I know that. Like, can you not embarrass me by talking about it? You know, or... Yeah. In that case, I mean, I think in any case, like when you if you choose to bring these things up, uh, you need to be very discreet about it and also be prepared for backlash because sometimes, you know, people shoot the messenger. Yeah. Luckily, I've never been in a situation like that. That's purely theoretical to me, although it seems to be like one of those like Mm. if there's like one person on this train track and 10 on that Mm. one, who do you save? Like, I feel like that's a question that always comes up. And yet, actually, it's never come up in my life. Does that come up in your Mm. guys' lives? Has it ever? I know someone that's getting married, not someone really close to me, and everyone kind of understands that her future husband has been cheating, and oh, no oh one, and and like now people are like, should we send an anonymous <gasps> email from an email that someone wow. makes up? And it's is just it like, really possible that everyone knows and she doesn't though? That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of it like is she obviously probably knows. I don't. So I, I, I think that. you can not know. I think some. I mean, I've been shocked at what people don't know before. But this is my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is walking into the party and everyone knows that my partner is cheating. I mean, I don't know because yes. he looks so stupid. So that's what I try and avoid oh, yeah. all yeah. the time. So this woman who's getting married, that would be my worst nightmare. Right, because everyone's there and they yeah. know. I mean, yeah. I feel like I've, maybe that's when I've, you just want to make sure her, like, her, like, somebody in her inner circle knows. Yeah. And then you're like, and now you wash your hands because they know whether she wants to know. Right. I'm not. I mean, not circle. that you. I'm not yeah. in a circle, but I'm watching it from a distance, and I feel like seventh hand embarrassed for her. Yeah, that's hmm. a really tough situation. I was in a relationship where my partner was cheating on me, and I eventually found out. Of course, then I realized in retrospect that, like, for six months or so, you know, all of our mutual friends had known, wow. and none of them had told me, and that. I won't say it was as hard to deal with as the cheating itself. It wasn't. <laughs> the two don't really compare. But it was very hard. Like, it changed my relationship with, like, a whole group of people sort of Why? all at once. Was it like you felt like they didn't have your back? or Yeah, I felt like they, you know, when confronted with a situation, had had to make a choice whether to be complicit in the keeping of a secret that my then-boyfriend was keeping from me, and or whether to force the disclosure of that secret or take steps to at least allow the disclosure of that secret. And they had all chosen to be complicit. Hmm. And it really hurt. Did you talk to them about it? Some of them, yeah. The Why did they tell you to. like what their rationale was? Yeah. I, I remember I had one pretty significant conversation about it with a, a a female friend who I was very close with at the time. And, you know, I, I understood her reasoning. She 
I think just felt like it wasn't her place to get mm-hmm. involved, which, you know, I understand. But I was very mad about it for a long time. Um, probably Maybe. some of that anger was, like, displaced off of the yeah. partner and onto the well, friends, reasonably. which wasn't entirely fair of me. But, yeah, I I think you have to tell people. You have to find some way to tell them. And it just, yeah, because it's so How do you tell, though? Like, you just, like, sit them down and you're, know. like, Go you, for... you, you become a demon. Yeah. yeah. You know what? This is that comment you made, Carly, that you're like, it's like you're in an open relationship. You describe the boundaries. It all of a sudden occurs to me that mm-hmm. we don't have relationship talks the way we do with like people we're fucking with our friends. Yeah. And I wonder if yeah. like on some level, like if this say this friend didn't know, like, is Jenna the kind of person who would or wouldn't want to know? But like there's certain things that say like, you know, I would talk to a guy I'm sleeping with and like, FYI, if you ever cheat, I do or don't, you know, like mm, right. you actually do that. But you sort of don't lay it out explicitly with your friends. You sort of assume you're on the same page, but you might not be. Should we be having friend relationship conversations? Is that <laughs> yeah. what we're realizing? It just feels really like ahead of, t- you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. meet someone, you're like, by the way, in the future, if we ever share a date. <laughs> so like when <laughs> your boyfriend fucks you over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we have a date, the same girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> yeah. It feels awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to troubleshoot ahead of time. Yeah. Have you ever been the one that gets in trouble by a friend for crossing a boundary? Other than the time that I almost went on that date with her, that I did go on a date with and didn't know what yeah, to do. That guy was awful. Um, yeah, I just, I actually straight ghosted on him. And at some point he was like, what happened? And then I was like, mm. uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't think. I think on New Year's, I superly drunkenly remember got kind of pissed at you. Oh, yeah. Because I, was I like, wouldn't talk to that guy. I'm no, re- there was oh. a guy that like, I think I thought I was flirting with a guy. And then like Juliet ended up flirting with him. And then I was like so drunk that I was like, I wanted to sleep with that guy. And you're really? like, Is that what I didn't either. I, I don't even remember. I remember that I was pissed for like five minutes and then like someone else gave the champagne and I was fine again. But I think that's probably the closest. Although I don't think, I don't believe in that idea that like I saw him first, thus I like spit in the ice cream and you can't have it now. Right. I mean, that's just silly. Like no. that takes out the fact that he has willpower too. And the man is also allowed to decide who he flirts with. Right. True. Have you ever been in a situation I was in a situation with my friend like about a year ago and we both were sleeping with the same guy and we didn't care because we didn't really like neither of us liked him really. <laughs> but he invited both of us on the same vacation. <laughs> Wait, just simultaneously? In that, like oh, yeah, so- like invited both of us on this boat that he has. Oh, he right, but to it different with both of you time. together. No, but no, like oh, the same, same weekend. Oh wow! Okay. So then, did you two talk about it? Well, basically, we realized we were da- we were both sleeping with this guy uh-huh. before the boat situation. He didn't even realize. I mean, at the time, we think we might have been living together. <laughs> no, I know. I think we already moved out, but we have been roommates. Uh-huh. And then he was sort of playing to both of us in this weird way, even though we didn't. Neither of us really liked him. That that we were the primary person that he was seeing. Uh-huh. Right. And then we started, we were like, should we tell him? Or like, will he just find out by seeing each other on each other's social media? It'd be funny. And then we didn't tell him. And then he, we t- ended up telling him when he both, th- he invited us both on this boat trip, <laughs> assuming that we, like, neither of us knew. Wait, so he well, thought he was going to bring two women who didn't know each other or did he on the same one of you would yeah. say no. I think he thought one of us would say no. Uh, so he was just hoping that one, he was someone just, would say yes. Someone would just say playing. yes. You guys should have gone, not told him, and that's when you just, like, throw him overboard, and then you run away with his boat. (laughs) But then we both sailed to Bermuda. (laughs) He found out that we were friends from a a photo on Instagram that we posted, and then he was 
furious at us and said that we had deceived him. Oh, because he thought you guys were like. Because he was like, you knew that I was sleeping both of you and you didn't say anything. And we were like, yeah, because we thought it was funny. And then he, he <laughs> like twisted it and was like, you guys deceived me. What? Yeah, a guy that's like, one girl's the backup of the other. I haven't decided yet. Oh, my God. How dare you? Uh, let yeah. me just invite both, both of them of to my yacht. And then see what happens. No, I don't feel bad for that guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's losing. Obviously, he played that wrong because he could have also played it as like, hey, ladies, let's I've all. got a boat. Yeah. That's like a prime moment for some sleazing. Not that I support. No, I guess I do support sleazing. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that could have been that, that could have been quick. funny in eight hundred different ways, but he really chose the least fun way to play that. Yeah, that yeah. a grieved sense of entitlement is not how I would go in that no. situation. <laughs> funny though, we both said no to the boat because we were both like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he really overplayed his hand. Yeah, <laughs> we were almost. We were like, who did he ask first? Then right. we didn't. We tried not. Did to Did he send it out. you the exact same text? Like, was it worded like, the same way? Was it copied maybe it was and pasted? Group text. Who else was in on that? Yeah. Oh my god! How like a deep does the mystery go? Yeah. <laughs> I do this thing that I'm really obsessed with with all my friends, where I'm like, if some dude does you wrong, then I'm like, you are allowed <laughs> to let go of the grudge. Like, you are free. Don't even think about him. I will hold the grudge for you, <laughs> like holding your purse when you go to the bathroom, and at some strategic date in the future. Don't even think about it. But about a year from now, I'll be like, hey, Juliet, remember that one dude you fucking hate? Guess what I just said to him at a party? <laughs> and you'll feel wonderful. I believe so strongly in holding grudges for your friends. I just, like, wanted to just announce that to the world. <laughs> Maureen O'Connor, great friend. <laughs> I yes. think we may be the same person, Maureen, because I do that, too, to the point where, like, sometimes my friend, you know, whoever it was who actually had the reason to dislike someone— mm-hmm will have like completely moved on and forgot maybe have even forgotten about the nature of the disagreement <laughs> and I'm like no you know I ran into I him and I told it. him yeah I finally got there and I gave him the stink eye across the room and I yeah. think I probably devastated in fact everyone's just like does that girl have a lazy eye or something what the hell what's wrong with her doesn't Charlotte do that for Big she like plans what she's gonna say to Big Ooh. after she's on Carrie for does a year does she do it and I then think. she sees him and she she's pregnant I think and she says like she has some line the evil line she says to him and then and her water breaks after she says that because she's so worked up. That's my. That's like the only reason for me to ever get pregnant. Uh, it's just so my water can break at a strategic, dramatic moment. Dramatic yeah. punctuation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. I think you're right, Kali. I think I remember that moment. <laughs> I don't think I, I. I definitely like hate my friends' ex-boyfriends, but I often think that it's difficult to. So your friend probably only complains about their partner when they're being when yeah. they're being bad, mm-hmm. and you never hear the good things, True. and so. I hate, often hate my partner's exes long after they do. Oh, yeah, because they also have the good memories. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's funny. Wow, maybe we should all bitch a little less. No, <laughs> no never. Never. Wait, I have to say, I'm just going to establish this. And by saying this publicly, there's a chance somebody will use this weapon on me. But I've decided, I have this one friend who is like the world's shittiest at, like the number of things he did that are like borderline mm-hmm. illegal, like just terrible things. And I have my plan is that when I run into him at a party, I'm just going to be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm shit. You probably I really didn't. You probably heard what I said. And I'm really, really, really sorry. (laughs) I don't know because I don't know what would hurt this man. I don't know where his like. And the thing is, like, I don't necessarily want to, like, destroy someone and tear them apart, like, to the core. But I just want to install enough so he knows, hey, you were a dick and we all know you were a dick. FYI, the world knows that you are a bad person. And that's that's my ultimate plan, that no matter what I would actually say mean about him, he knows the depths of his own badness, and I'm just going to make him go insane. So you believe in revenge? Because I really yes. believe in revenge, actually. I'm really a strong believer in revenge. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> All right. 
Plus, I lots think... in favor of revenge. Uh, yeah, yes. we got to the bottom of this. Uh, and now, every man who ever listens, steer clear all of us. Or behave well, all right? Um, I think that brings us to the end of our time together. So thank you so much to all of our guests. Carly Shirtino, she runs SlutEver.com, and she is Vogue.com's sex columnist. Jenna Sowers, um, another writer. And Juliet Thompson, who's my bestie and probably doesn't want her professional career tied to this. Absolutely not. <laughs> Luckily, we have a generic enough name that... People will find whatever. Anyways, oh, Juliet, <laughs> very generic. <laughs> um, so, just a reminder everybody, you can call into our voicemail box at 646 494 3590. Please call in letting us know what you think about girl code and bro code. How hard will you cut a bitch or dude who fucks with you and or your friends? And any other questions? Um, I'll give these girls a call if you guys have questions for any of them specifically. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes. Sex Lives is produced by Sam Dingman and edited by AC Valdez. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. See you next week and thanks for listening. 